Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. A little later in the program, we're going to be joined by Rashida Talib, who got surprising news, at least surprising to her, at least from the reaction I saw on Facebook, that she will be likely the successor to John Conyers in Congress. She won a very crowded primary in the 13th Congressional District on Tuesday. She will be here a little later to talk about that win, the history that's marked by that win, and what she plans to do when she gets to Washington. So you're going to want to stay tuned to that conversation. We've had her on the program many times before. This will be the first time as the maybe congresswoman-elect. Of course, we still have a general election in November, although she has no Republican opponent for that. Uh, Up first today, the United Way for Southeast Michigan has a new president and CEO, Dr. Darian Driver, who came to the city from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where she was the superintendent of their public schools. Driver began her career in education as a teacher right here in Detroit. So this is a homecoming of sorts. Dr. Driver, welcome back to Detroit and welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Good morning, Stephen. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about that career starter here in the city of Detroit. I love those stories when uh, people get their start in life, their professional life here, and then go off to other places and then come home. Uh, what was that? What was that uh, like? Where, where where did you teach here in the city? I was a very proud fourth grade teacher at Greenfield Park Elementary School. Uh-huh. Our school was just off of Six Mile and Brush, and so uh, that was a very interesting time in the city. Everything was happening uh, from open enrollment starting uh, and starting to see a lot of students leaving the school system. Yeah. Um, but what, also, what time? What era was this? This uh, was from two thousand one to two thousand five. Okay, yeah. uh, Dr. Burnley was the superintendent then. Right, right, and that is uh, when we really started to see. The hemorrhaging of uh, of students from the public schools really start to pick up. Uh, we'd been losing kids for a long time, but uh, the two thousands were pretty pretty brutal on the school district. Uh, so so talk about how you go from uh, teaching in a in a classroom here in the city of Detroit to being the CEO of uh, the United Way here in Michigan, uh, in Southeast Michigan. Uh, what made you interested uh, in this job? So I have to start a little bit from when I was uh, teaching. Uh, close to my third and fourth year, I started to receive layoff notices and recognizing that there were uh, massive fiscal problems in the system. Mm-hmm. All the while, we're still making an impact on children every day. And so I wanted to learn more about how school systems work, and that's what led me to go to Harvard to become a superintendent. Uh-huh. And so my journey uh, there took me to Clayton County, Georgia, uh, and also to Philadelphia. And that was at the time when President Obama came into office. Uh, we saw the stimulus dollars come into the school systems, uh, race to the top and innovations and things of that nature. Uh, And so it was an innovative time in education. Uh, By the time I came to Milwaukee, uh, we started to see a lot more uh, around state takeovers mm-hmm. and, and things of that nature that were impacting systems. And so um, as a superintendent, I used to think that you could make all of the changes in the classroom, but I know now it really <laughs> does take um, all of the systems and cities and counties and states working collaboratively. Yeah. I'm a huge a proponent of uh, collective impact and really see that as the only way uh, forward. Yeah. And so when I was superintendent, I also had the luxury of uh, being an advocate for the United Way. I chaired their volunteer 
volunteer engagement uh, strategy uh, for the United Way for four years. And so uh, we were able to increase volunteerism. I'm a firm believer. Everyone may not be able to give money, but everyone can give time. And so uh, it was just seemed like a very natural fit and opportunity uh, when this uh, position came open to come back to a city that I love so much, uh, but also using a lot of what I've learned from education for the almost 20 years uh, to be able to make Detroit a better place. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I think almost everybody has heard of the United Way and a lot of people know what that little checkoff is uh, at work where you agree to give give money to United Way. But I always say I'm not sure most people know what United Way actually does. Uh, and and it's, it's such a diverse sort of set of things that it's involved in. I think it's probably worth talking just a little bit about what United Way aims to do in Southeast Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, our United Way uh, aims to be a backbone organization for Detroit and our three counties of Macomb, Wayne, and Oakland counties. Um, we're very committed to education, uh, to the health of our community, also looking at our basic needs and making sure people have, the simplest way to explain it is food, uh-huh. uh, shelter, uh-huh. and transportation. <clears throat> um, and we're also very committed to the economic prosperity of our community. And so um, you could name pretty much any strategy uh, that people are working on, whether it's workforce development, if it's focusing on opportunity youth, uh, if it's looking at uh, those first critical years in early childhood and making sure our children are ready for kindergarten, the United Way is involved. Mm -hmm. And so not only are we a fundraising mechanism uh, in working with our corporate partners uh, to help bring resources to our community, uh, but we also play a large role in the impact space uh, and providing a number of different programs or funding different programs that people might have heard of, uh, like our Meet Up and Eat Up mm-hmm. or our Bib to Backpack initiative. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think your question around what do we do is fascinating. If, <laughs> if you talk to baby boomers, yeah. they know right away. Yeah. Uh, if you talk to uh, Gen Xers and millennials, maybe not so much. Sure. So we have quite a bit to do in spreading the good news about United Way. So so talk about coming here to Southeast Michigan and uh, seeing that agenda sort of overlaid on this community. What are the things that uh, jump out at you that United Way needs to to sort of be most involved in here in, in Southeast Michigan? And what are the things that you think will challenge you the most uh, in our community? Mm-hmm. This is probably an opportunity and a challenge. So one of the things that was most noticeable, obviously, coming back to Detroit after 15 years was seeing uh, the changes uh, to downtown, uh, to the midtown area, uh, the growth that's been happening. uh, And even in some of our neighborhoods, some of those key neighborhoods uh, where you want to see the growth and development that's been led uh, by the mayor, uh, names like Dan Gilbert and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, I really see United Way uh, as being that bridge builder between what's happening in the core city and what needs to happen in our neighborhoods. Uh, we have very close connections and ties to a number of neighborhood agencies uh, that we support and fund. And it's everything from your Boys and Girls Club uh, to some of our neighborhood, our smaller neighborhood uh, family service type of organizations. And I think that we have an opportunity and a responsibility mm-hmm. uh, to really be able to fill some of those gaps. Uh, it is still troubling to me. Um, and I did take that drive past my old neighborhood <laughs> where my school was. Yeah. Um, and, and it was very sad to it's me. It's very different um, that today, it is, right? It is. Yeah. And, um, 
knowing that this was once um, a vibrant uh, neighborhood that might have had challenges, but still uh, was made of families yeah. uh, and churches and schools. And that's what we should be restoring uh, in our city. And I see United Way as, as being that change agent uh, to give people the tools and the resources and the hope that's necessary mm-hmm. uh, to, to have stability uh, and to be able to sustain their families and, and really know what it means to have a bright future ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've worked in a number of, of American cities. I wonder if you think there are issues and challenges here in Detroit that are different from what you've seen in other places where you've lived and worked, or are they the same and just maybe magnified by by the you know the the the, the level of of the issues that we face here? A lot of people say that Detroit is ground zero for a number of our our societal problems and everything from high crime rates, high incarceration, um, or poverty. Um, I would say that it is no different uh, from being in Milwaukee or Philadelphia. Matter of fact, a number of the superintendents uh, that were in those districts, we used to to come together pretty regularly, Baltimore, Cleveland, Mm -hmm. uh, because we had a number of the same issues. I think Detroit's been facing them longer uh, than than many of them, but uh, no, it's not different. I, I think that there's so much national attention on what's happening in Detroit because this is a city that it really is the heart of our country. Yeah. When you think of the big three, when you think about black empowerment, the Detroit represents that. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, that's part of the pride that I feel uh, when you talk uh, to people who are from Detroit. And I think that's also what makes it so unique. Uh, and at the same time, there, there's enough energy, I would say locally, nationally, on what's happening in Detroit where you have enough people who want to make things better. We just haven't figured out how we're going to coordinate all of these systems yeah. uh, to be able to get lasting change. Right. And again, that's where I think that United Way can play a role in, in doing that. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Dr. Darian Driver. She is the new CEO of United Way for Southeast Michigan, uh, former uh, superintendent for the Milwaukee Public Schools, also began her career here in Detroit as a teacher in the Detroit Public Schools. If you want to join the conversation, uh, give us a call, 313 577 1019 You can uh, call and talk about the United Way, maybe your experience with uh, the United Way here in Southeast Michigan. Uh, also call and talk about the challenges that we face with poverty and isolation and lack of opportunity here in Southeast Michigan. All of the issues that uh, United Way tries to push back against. Again, the number on uh, on the phones always is 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we will work you into the conversation. Uh, I- I'm curious what led you to teaching in the first place. Uh, what was it that made you say, I belong in a classroom as an adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my grandmother uh, was actually a teacher, and um, I learned from an early age the importance of education. Uh, she earned her master's degree from Columbia University in 1947, and uh, she was a teacher wow. in North. Car- mm-hmm. She's a teacher in North Carolina at the time, and uh, she had to go to Columbia because she couldn't go to North Carolina State yeah. to get her master's. Yeah. And so I understood that education was something that we had to fight for. Uh, it was something that wasn't to be taken for granted. 
granted. And I was probably first grade or so, Mm -hmm. about six, when I realized, like, this is what I want to do. I just could not see myself doing anything else. I I think about my first grade teacher, Mrs. Wright, all the time because (laughs) she let me get up there and start, you know, working in small groups. And uh, she saw something in me before I could even see it in myself. But I, I just could never see myself doing anything. Um, but being tied to education. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, are you going to miss education and being, I mean, I know you're a superintendent. Uh, are you going to miss being directly involved in the policy decisions that affect schools or the classroom level decisions? The best part of being a superintendent was being tied to the children. And so I do miss that uh, day-to-day interaction with students and with young people. There's nothing quite like it. Uh, But the benefit, again, of being with the United Way is I still have one foot in the door uh, with what's happening in education and being working very, very closely, uh, not only uh, with Dr. Vitti and Detroit, uh, but with all of the superintendents across our three counties. Uh, There are so many needs that our young people have and their families have. And United Way has to be a, a direct partner. Uh, if you're going to be able to make the lasting change you want to see in the classrooms. And when I was a superintendent, my first call was always to the United Way, Uh, whether it was community (laughs) schools, uh, whether it was helping um, to... Uh, bring resources in the wintertime uh, into our classrooms, uh, water filters, everything that you could think of. Uh, United Way was there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Frank on Twitter says, does the United Way plan to teach more on financial sustainability to those in the neighborhoods as well as what they've done in the past? I know that's a, a, a subject that United Way had real interest in for, for some time here. Catch us up on, on where we are on that. Yes. So uh, working in this is the pillar that's focused on economic prosperity. Mm-hmm. Um, we are trying to make sure that we have more people who are banked, that they understand um, the beginning um, of what it means to, to own a, a checking account, a savings account, but also learning how to build wealth mm-hmm. um, is also important. So we, we call it learn, earn, keep, grow. Um, and it's the whole idea that, you know, once people have those tools, they learn how to actually um not only get a job, but keep a job, uh, but then also starting to, to build and attain wealth. So uh, we have a number of partnerships uh, working very closely with the city. Yeah. Uh, we have the Regional Workforce Fund um, that is housed with United Way and also working uh, with a number of the Centers for Working Families uh, to make sure that uh, families don't have to go far uh, to get help and, and people can get those tools and resources that are needed. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, uh, in sort of larger terms, how you approach the question of uh, the tension, I guess, between the idea of trying to serve people's immediate needs and trying to move people to a place where they don't need service for those needs. I think anybody who works uh, in the nonprofit sector confronts that issue mm-hmm. at some point. That, that, and especially here in Detroit, people's needs are so profound uh, and you see them all the time. Uh, is there a balance that has to be struck between those two things or Can you do both? I definitely think it's a balance. Uh, we are fortunate that we have 211, uh, which is our call center that's actually housed uh, with the United Way for Southeastern Michigan. Yeah. And we serve uh, three other counties outside of our um, normal service area as well. And when people call, they could be calling specifically uh, for housing or specifically for food. But what our um, operators do, our care coordinators do, is, is still make sure they understand all of the services that are available to them. And it's amazing sometimes when they're calling about one issue but they understand, oh, I can get help for, you know, acquiring a job or I can get support for transportation. 
all on one call. It helps to broaden their minds. And I'm of the mindset, if we can just get them in the door, mm -hmm. we can make sure that they have every resource that they're going to need to be able to be uh, sustainable, be able to sustain uh, their families. But a lot of times it's just taking that first step. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it does have to be a balance. Uh, and there, we can't just wait for people to call us either. Right. Um, and right. we, we have a, a number of um, efforts. I want to see more of this, this mobile uh, support and not waiting for people to come to the systems, but actually getting out into the communities more regularly. Yeah. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Jamal in Detroit. Jamal, welcome to Detroit today. Oh, good morning. Hey. Uh, I would like to ask the guests, um, I've worked in a methadone clinic for five years, hmm. and I only dealt with prevention and intervention in the um, city of Detroit. But what I never saw was a strategic method on decreasing the acceptance of wanting to be a drug dealer amongst the uh, directed towards the youth. Huh. And uh, I would like to know when you were, I mean, while you're working with United Way, I'm sure you dealt with prevention and intervention, but have you seen any type of literature or a strategic method on decreasing the acceptance of wanting to sell drugs in the young black community? Wow, Jamal, that is that is quite a question. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you called. Uh, Dr. Driver, uh, uh, I'll give you a chance to, to answer. Sure. Um, and Jamal, thank you uh, for your question. So I've been with the United Way here uh, for six weeks, but I can speak specifically, uh, I would say, to United Way um, and to the work that I did as a superintendent um, to give you something that's a little bit more uh, concrete. We launched an effort to support our black and Latino males. And uh, United Way was a key partner of that and also the Campaign for Black Male Achievement, uh, which is housed, uh, which is located here in Detroit. And right. so uh, in talking um, with Sean of, uh, we used to set up, they were called uh, Rumble, Young Man Rumble, um, and it was an opportunity to bring mentors uh, from around uh, the city, from around the region to come talk with our young men. Many of them had a number of missteps throughout their life, whether it was being involved in drugs, whether it was being incarcerated. Um, and they were there to talk to the young men about the mistakes that they made um, and where they are now and, and how they've learned from those mistakes, uh, but also... Uh, being able to uh, tell them where that they can get help. Um, I, I realize that I can get up all day and talk about these things. We can have a number of different organizations and institutions uh, that are trying to, to, to deliver the messages about staying away from drugs and things of that nature. But I often find the best teachers around these tough issues are people who have gone through these experiences, learned from them, and are now giving back uh, to our young men and to our young women and, and trying to show them that there is a better way mm -hmm. uh, and that there is another way. Uh, but as far as that being strategic, Strategic. Um, there were offices uh, for black male achievement in the county and the city and the school district. United Way had a representative. Uh, there was a campaign for black male achievement. Um, and I know here, I think people take for granted because Detroit is about 90 cent black, 90 percent yeah. black. Um, but you still need those types of resources and support. Uh, Ford um, at their uh, resource engagement centers has a program called Men of Courage uh, and that we plan on being very closely aligned with and, and tied to uh, because this is a, a necessary issue that we need to address. Mm -hmm. It's one that's gotten away from us over time. Um, and Jamal, if you have any suggestions or ideas, please email them yeah, to darian.driver right? <laughs> at liveunitedsem.org. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, let's go to let's go to Daria in Brownstown. Yes. Daria, welcome how to the today. Hey, good. How are you? I'm excellent. Um, full disclosure, I know Dr. Driver, and I'm very excited to have her back <laughs> in Detroit. Uh -huh. um, I've 
am excited not only because she's part of um, United Way, but I think that they've done an excellent job in finding someone of her caliber uh, to lead them. My question is, and she's talked a lot about even if you don't have money, you can give time. What are the skill sets that you need from volunteers and where can hmm. you where do you want us? What types of programs do you need people to volunteer to do? Great question, uh, Daria. And that's a reminder that uh, if you live here for any amount of time, people will remember you <laughs> when mm-hmm. you come back, right? Yes. Uh, there will be people who come around every corner and say, hey, I remember when you were a teacher here in DPS. So that's that's very great that, uh, that Daria is listening and called in. But uh, go ahead and answer her question. Okay, thank you. And good morning, Daria. Uh, I just, uh, in terms of where we need uh, people and support, uh, so I think of our volunteer efforts, and you'll hear much more about this uh, when we have our campaign kickoff in September. Uh, it's more of seasons of caring. So the early part, you know, January through April, that's tax season. And we need uh, support uh, with helping people process their taxes. It's also a time when uh, we see a number of people losing their utilities uh, because of the the cold, um, and and people need uh, support with, with not only how you get an immediate uh, shelter, but also how you sustain it. Uh, so I would say that's more of that coaching for adults and support uh, around financial stability. We always need support in our schools, whether it's back to school, whether it's the holiday time, and it's everything from tutoring, uh, from packing uh, kits. We have a number of different kits, everything from uh, meals, from hygiene kits. Uh, packing books for our young people that are year-round. You can go to our website uh, and see the volunteer opportunities. We actually have a portal uh, that lists all of those different resources. Uh, And in the summertime, uh, we have our Summer Spark program uh, that's really focused on helping us close that summer gap, uh, along with the Meet Up and Eat Up programs that's at 700 different sites around the city where we always need support uh, and volunteers. Uh, But we're not short on efforts. And the fact that you called and said people need to know has me more motivated than ever to make sure that we're getting the word out. Um, People know that on any given day, any given time, you can volunteer uh, with United Way or one of our partner agencies. Okay, Dr. Darian Driver, new CEO of United Way for Southeast Michigan. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right, up next, we're going to talk with Rashida Tlaib, who just won a historic congressional victory. Also, don't forget that if you have to miss any of today's broadcast, you don't have to miss out. Just go to iTunes wherever you download podcasts. Download and subscribe to Detroit Today. Take us with you and listen when you are ready. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. 